The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It's time for the Plank Show. Let's go to work, brother! It's time for the Plank Show with Sooner sideline reporter Chris Plank. You can call the show on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's time for the Plank Show with Josh Helmer and Sooner sideline reporter Chris Plank. So, is it the... TJ and Plank Show, is that what we're going to be for today? Is Josh going to be able to slide in? Hey, now. <laughs> What's, what, what are we looking uh, like, uh, T? Well, we just got those texts. I have okay. not heard uh, from him other than that. I'm hoping, you know, it's supposed to warm up here in the next hour or right. two and get above freezing. So maybe Josh is with you the last half of the show or something, okay. maybe. But his problem is what we were worried about. He's in a parking lot right. at his apartment, and those will not clear up as quickly as the main road so uh, yeah we'll yes. see we'll see said if you are uh if you live on a hill or if you live in a parking lot slash complex somewhere mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're probably not getting anywhere that is true for that now true. for now okay i'm gonna get my quick update that i just got from dr kevin clazel knowing that you are the most recent person to be on the roads what can you tell us tj perry uh well <laughs> Five this morning, it was not uh, a lot of fun, Um, but it was better than I was expecting it to be from the side roads in my driveway. My driveway, I honestly did not think I was going to even leave the house. I was... I had my truck warming, and mm-hmm. I get outside, and it still had, I don't know how thick of a layer of ice on my windshield, and oh, I'm like, man. oh, great. So I'm trying to get to my truck, and I'm just sliding down my driveway. Oh, my and gosh. And I, I realize my truck door on the driver's side is frozen shut with a thick layer of ice because it had been blowing in that direction. So I, I skated around to the passenger side, was able to get in there, turned on the truck and turned the uh, the uh, heater up and defroster up higher and then started scraping and I would scrape and then slide down the driveway oh, and scrape gosh. and slide down the driveway and I'm like I don't think I'm going to be able to even leave the house but got it cleared up finally and then once I backed out of the driveway with my truck I was okay I, okay. I could only go 20-25 miles an hour uh, or what that's the only way I felt safe going that and then I was fine all the way here I hit a lot of green lights so wasn't having to stop at a lot of intersections and then I turned into our parking lot, and that's where it was. Uh, I, I told Toby this morning I felt like Nancy Kerrigan. I just took <laughs> off sideways and luckily caught myself and then just pulled up right by the door and got out. I was like, I'm not even parking in the parking lot. I'm just parking right next to the door and walking in. So the parking lot is super slick, so I imagine that's how Josh's apartment p- complex parking lot is right now. Here's Here's the update that we have. This is kind of local towards the Norman – Washington, Goldsby area. But here's what Dr. Clazel sent about 45 minutes ago. He said a persistent Arctic air mass reinforced by cooling from evaporation and an overnight full of rain freeze has made travel difficult. Although a, sw- a slow warm-up is now in progress, 
The local temperature is 30. What do you have right now? Is that still what we've got? Third, I got 32. 32. Uh, and local area pavement sensors are showing 31 degrees. Patchy freezing drizzle continues to hamper ice removal. Without sunshine today, the thaw will be slow oh. with temperatures getting to 32 by 10 a.m. But it will take some time to melt driveways and neighborhood roads with noticeable improvement likely not occurring until this afternoon. Keep the umbrella handy. Thank you, Dr. Clazel. So I don't I don't know how that bodes for one Josh Helmer's appearance on the show today. Probably not good. Does he have equipment with him? He does not. Otherwise, I would uh, punch him in right here. So that's the thing, too. I could get him equipment if I had someone for the board right now. But, so we're kind of stuck, I think. So we'll see. We'll see. I will say, there is a part of me, there is a part of me that when, when stuff like this happens, ice, snow, you know, severe thunderstorms or whatever, I mean, I my whole life in radio, and TJ, you know this as the, the program director of the station, you didn't have a choice. It's like, you got to get into work, man. I mean, I, and so there's always this part of me that even when I'm like, hey, dude, got studio set up, just going to do it from home, I feel very soft. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. No, with you. I would it's, rather you guys do that. If you've got the equipment and the ability yeah. to do it, then yes, yeah, stay home and be safe. But, but like I said, there's this, I don't know if it's like a machismo thing or so, I don't have much going for me in the real man department, TJ Perry. All right, that I'm overcompensating. House full of women, yeah. Right, I've got I've got three women that run my life. Um, I, I guess the two pigs that when that's not code for anything, the two potbelly pigs that we've added are both female. I got a female dog that runs around here like crazy. I uh, you know I got nine chickens running around. So I'm I I don't have much going for me in the real man kind of life. I'm not Tommy Bankett or Trevor Anderson. I don't climb mountains or I don't you know grab roadkill and turn it into something beautiful i am not a manly man but usually in situations where others aren't able to get around i'd always be like yeah well i'm up here at work what do you need what do you got right. not anymore gosh <laughs> soft in my old age ah and, be safe be hey safe. by the way i did want to also say uh before we got going on the sports from the week and i want to recap the team 129 banquet that i was a part of uh, i thought this was a fascinating weekend Fascinating weekend in Portal Talk, right? Very, very heavy part of this program. Portal slash roster building. And I think uh, I think a lot of people saw what Ohio State did this weekend, and that's their dream. It's like, oh, that's what I want us to do. That's what that's what we're supposed to be doing. So we'll, we'll talk about that coming up in just a bit. Uh, and obviously, sky high. Sky high over what happened with OU basketball, both men's and women's. Over the weekend, and uh, Perry Spencer, note to you, I was talking with our great friend, marketing guru, Caitlin Fournier, who uh, is in charge of softball and women's gymnastics. She has given us a lot of tickets to give away for this weekend's home opener for OU Women's Gymnastics. So we got a lot to get to on this show, but a a great relationship uh, slash friendship came to an end this weekend. For those who don't know, I consider Toby uh, TJ's truck and my 2011 Ford Edge to be best friends. 
Somehow they park <laughs> next to each other in the parking lot Every all day. the time. Every day hang out. Yeah. Every day. TJ, she died this weekend. Dead. Died, died, died? Died, died. Dead, dead. Oh. Yeah, sad. So I want to lay the scenario out for you just real quick because I have had – I've had a lot of just no better other way to put it. I've just had a lot of crappy things happen in 2024. Now, in in real world sense, everyone's alive, everyone's healthy. I I should be grateful, but um, I got I got sick as sick can be. Even though I still tried to tell you that I wasn't, I I found out whenever I hired someone to come sweep our chimney that uh it's not usable anymore <laughs> and i think i think the term uh, see what was the way that the uh great people at the i think it was american chimney sweep i think the way they put it was that it was jerry rigged and i think that's still okay to use i don't think any of the jerry's out there get too upset by it <laughs> so which in all honesty tj is something that as he was telling me this I couldn't help but wonder, what do you home inspectors do when people buy a house? Do you just look at it and go, looks good? I mean, how could you not notice that this chimney was jerry-rigged? Sorry to Jerry Smith, Morty's Morty's dad, Rick's son-in-law, but I, whatever. Um, whole family's been sick. Penny Hill closed. I mean, it's been a hard start to 2024 <laughs> for me. So on, on my wife went out of town this weekend, little birthday trip getaway. So I was in charge of the girls, and we knew, right, we had been Christian brothers, great. That's who I trust with my cars. Had said, listen, it's, it's, it's going to die. It's, it needs an engine replacement. Uh, you're at this number of 200-plus thousand miles. It's, it's, you're, you're in a tough spot. It's going to die. And I was like, well, can you tell me when? And the guy's like, ugh. Could be two months. I mean, heck, maybe you get a year out of it. So what do I what do I think it's gonna last, TJ? Oh, it's gonna last a year. It's gonna last a year, yeah. Right. Of Best course. case scenario. It's, right. It's just like everyone has whenever you worry about your health and your long term health viability because you don't eat right or maybe you smoke, you always have like that one aunt or something in your family that smoked like crazy, but she's 95 years old. So you're like, I got that in my jeans. I'm okay. That's how I felt about this car. <laughs> I was like, I got this thing is fine. It's going to last forever. Of course, Friday night, get done. Uh, what were we doing? I think we were just working around the house and stuff, and it came time to have to run to the school and, and, and run a couple of errands. And as soon as we get to the beautiful campus of Washington High School, the car just dies i mean dies done so i of course do what every smart person would do which is try to restart it a couple of times of course that doesn't work then i do what every wannabe manly man does which is raise the hood and look at it like what am i gonna see Uh, tj exactly you you have no idea what you're looking at even if something was wrong yeah exactly (laughs) i I raise the hood a simple fix and i'm like oh gosh that commuter valve there it is there's the engine i i even (laughs) checked the oil i was like what what good is that you just had an the christian brothers were so kind to me right (laughs) when they gave my car its last rights that they even went ahead and changed my oil. They're like, hey, you know, that's that's on the house. How kind is that? 
Because, wow. Yeah. That they doesn't knew. happen. Yeah. They knew. It's like, yeah, this is cute that you're getting this oil changed right now, but, buddy, it ain't going to last real long. So, of course, I do what every single normal person does in that situation. I panic like crazy. But then I quickly realized something, TJ. Of all the things that have gone wrong for me, um, I do have free tow. Hey, there you go. So I call this incredible towing service. Well, through my insurance, right? I don't know. For, For everything that people complain about insurance companies and things of that nature and how I never want to use technology, dude, I got on an app. I clicked two things. And they're like, tow truck will be there in 10 minutes. What? So we still have the problem of what are we going to drive this weekend, right? Uh, we have events. I had the, the football banquet. There was a lot going on. So we thought while we wait on the tow truck driver, we'd walk over to the WEC, the Washington Event Center. That's where the Warriors play all their hoops games. Uh, and we walked in and just – I'm kind of looking for a ride, TJ. I'm not going <laughs> to – do we know anyone here that could give us who, a ride? Who is here that I can bug for a ride? So there's uh, Laura Taunts. Her son plays on the basketball team. Her daughter's a cheerleader. I texted her first. I'm like, hey, do you happen to be at the game? Right. Not not expecting to be, like, be at the game very long, right? I'm just like, hey, you think give us a ride back? And I, I ran in as I walked in to uh, our pastor at First Baptist Church of, uh, Church of Washington, Mike Stewart. And... Pastor Mike, I'm like, how's it? It's, it was Indian taco night, too. So you had all – it was an incredible deal. And it's a big tournament going on. So I just happened to say, yeah, man, can you believe this? My car just died over there. I'm like, it's done. It's dead. He's like, oh, man, I'm sorry. Sarah coming to get you. I'm like, she's out of town. And without hesitation, TJ, he looked at me and goes, you need a car? I'm like, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Why? He goes, well, we we got four family members. We got four cars. I don't – I don't need my truck. You need my truck for a couple days? Wow. Right? Perfect. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. It cost me five bucks per person to come in here, but I was totally, totally going to try to guilt <laughs> someone in to give me a ride. I didn't expect anyone to give me their car for the weekend. <laughs> oh, man. And 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 he did, man. He, he, he How cool is that? So it's a reminder that there's good people out there. Mike's the he, he's a diehard Rangers fan, so you and him. He's even a better person. Even yeah. a better person. So I come to you as somebody who uh, I deleted my list of bad things that have happened to me in 2024. Uh, I, I sit there and I look at my, my Ford Edge, and I'm like, we had a great run. But I'm also grateful because uh, a great friends, man. So sometimes it just takes one person to change your perspective. Now, I did quickly realize – Man, those trucks roll through some gas, bro. Holy smokes, my goodness. I, was like, I think I drove it like 15 miles and I had to fill it back up. <laughs> it's not that bad. Come I'm on. being a little bit facetious. But I just uh, I come to you guys today with a grateful heart. Um, my feelers are a little bit hurt because my car couldn't make it through the weekend. But I guess what was good, right, number one, that it didn't die on the side of the road. Because, oh, my gosh, the drama I would have had to go through with my nine-year-old. We were sitting in a parking lot, TJ, and she was freaking out. Oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? I'm like, well, we're going to sit in this parking lot, and we're going to see how our insurance can help us out. And then I got lucky that there happened to be this massive basketball tournament where a great friend said, hey, you need a car? And I would never say yes in the past. I would have We would have walked home. But I was like, yeah, you know what we do. So pretty cool, man. Thanks, Mike. Thank you to the good people out there. I appreciate it.
And then, of course, I worried the whole weekend about wrecking it. It was like, oh, gosh, here we go. I'm going to wreck this thing. It's, it's like you got a car out. rental for 15 bucks for the whole weekend. I know, right? <laughs> it, I, and, and by the way, here's $3, here's five dollar admission. Here's the funny part about the $15, too, because 5 bucks per person, which I think is a fine deal for a high school man, I, I, game. I don't care. Um, I only had $14 on me. <laughs> So they they only take cash. I'm like, I got all the cards in the world, but I only have $14, and they're like, that's fine. So, yeah, pretty wild weekend, man. Grateful for good friends. With that said, y'all don't care about me and my weekend. You want to talk sports. So when we come back, let's dive into what we learned from Oklahoma's win over Cincinnati at the bottom of the hour. Oh, we're all in a tizzy over court and field storming and the AFC and NFC championship showdowns are set. We're diving into it on an icy Monday right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Bleed Crimson? Love great Sooner talk? Join the Ref Army by downloading our free app. Toby and TJ, Plank and Josh, Steelman and Thune, and Teddy and Tyler. We have the Sooner experts. The Ref is home to Sooner fans worldwide. 800 hours of radio. My gosh, TJ, how long have you been on, man? This... 14 hours now, 14 hours now. <laughs> uh, coming up a little bit later on in the show, yes, I I know this was quite a weekend for Ohio State. I talked to Bill Rabinowitz this morning to kind of get an idea. He covers the Ohio State Buckeyes, I think it's for the Columbus Dispatch, about, hey, is this like just an all-in move? Was this some crazy donor that was like, y'all better go get these guys? We'll, we'll talk about what... I think we saw from Ohio State that every fan base wants to see from their team. Also, this morning, um, I said I had a little time before the show since I didn't have to drive anywhere. I was listening a little bit to Teddy and Gabe's podcast. Gabe had some interesting things to say about what he's learned with the NIL process and how Oklahoma is going about it. I'll share that as well coming up a little bit later on in the program. Uh, but for for now, let's focus on the boys in the hardwood. I would imagine T.J. Perry that it was a happy Toby Rowland this morning, right? Yeah, he was in a good mood after uh, that performance by the Sooners on Saturday. Much better than when he has to come back off the road from a loss, so that's for sure. Absolutely. Toby, yeah, you know, uh, road trips and, and having to take L's are always always very difficult. But as Oklahoma went went on the road, he got a very good win. I, I know sometimes we just decide if it's an outside of Houston and what Kelvin Sampson has done. If it's one of the new schools for the Big 12 where you're inf- they're inferior to OU, you should never even be in a close game with them. I think we saw some of that during the football season, right? Uh, maybe it trickles over a little bit to the basketball season. But I, I, I think there's a debate as to whether or not this was the best road win on the uh, of the Porter-Moser era. Uh, it's it's incredible that you go on the road and beat a very good Cincinnati team who has lost at home. I'm not trying to tell you they're unbeatable at home, who has lost at home. But to go do what you did after maybe not playing some of your best basketball early on, I mean, they had, what, nine turnovers in the first half and into the first couple of minutes of the second half mm-hmm. and then only had one the rest of the way the final 18 minutes? TJ, that's pretty impressive, man. Very impressive, especially the, some of the struggles they have had with turnovers in the previous three games. So to turn that off that way, I mean, it's basically what led to them winning that game, them being able to take care of the ball and control things. And, 
in a physical tough game, um, absolutely that was that was huge mm. in order to walk away with that win. And so great great games from uh, Sores and Hughley off the bench. I thought they gave them a lot, and even uh, Darthard had played his best game. I thought out of his last few, he had kind of struggled there a little bit and gave him a good seven points off the bench as well. So no, it, it really good win to get that on the road in Cincinnati. All right, so you hit two big things there. Number one, the, the lack of turnovers, the protection of the basketball for a majority of the second half. What was the key to it? Really, really tried to focus in on it, and it's just sometimes the physicality of a team at this level, sometimes, you know, you got to get acclimated a little bit. We, we were getting sped up a little bit, and, um, man, but did they settle down and take care of it? JV and Los, they just kept on. I mean, those two are exhausted right now. And uh, as well as they should be. And, and I mean, this is a, an uber physical team. And take care of it that stretch down the stretch when they were coming after you. I don't think we had a turnover against the press. I mean, they were coming at the press with the crowd. And uh, Tega made a huge play with no timeout to get it into Rivaldo right there. And then Rivaldo dribbled it away so they couldn't follow him right now. Left, left a couple more seconds. Those are huge plays. And uh, so, very, very good win. And then you, TJ Perry, mentioned the play of the bench which was massive for Porter Moser in the win over Cincinnati. You know, John made a really big play. There were seven on the shot clock, and we just we, we faked the handoff to Javian and wheeled him and let John go down there on the block, and he and he produced down there. And then uh, for Waldo to, to make those free throws on Latrey, him got a timeout, Trey hit a big three on a little action we ran. And then uh, they both, both those guys stepped up, went four for four from the foul line. Older guys, you know, it's mentally tough. They're, they're our second shift guys. They're not our subs. And, uh, man, did they make big plays um, on that foul line. 28 bench points for Oklahoma. 28. I mean, that's that's pretty incredible. And, TJ, when you get, when you get that kind of production from your bench, I mean, that's an absolute morale builder and a big-time helper anytime you're on the road. Oh, without a doubt, especially after they had uh, struggled a little bit the previous uh, couple of road games. So you've got to have that contribution, especially when you're, you know, Luke Northweather's starting to get some minutes, but basically you're on an eight-man rotation. So those three guys, Hughley, Soros, and Darthard, you've got to depend on them night in and night out. And they, they all stepped up and did a really good job on Saturday. And I think uh, we talked about Rivaldo Soros and uh, Jalen Moore a little bit earlier today too, thinking that it took them a few games – in Big 12 play to kind of figure out their role and get acclimated. And I think those two guys are kind of figuring out, okay, this is this is the type of intensity it's going to be in this conference. This is how we're going to have to play. And those two guys especially, I think, can contribute in other ways without scoring. Jalen Moore with his athleticism and his rebounding and some of the things he does um, on that end of the floor and, and Soros, what he's done defensively over the last couple of games, I think they've both kind of started to fit into their role a little bit. No, we can score a little here and there, mm-hmm. but we can affect the game in other ways, both defensively and on the boards and things. I think those two have fallen into their, their roles pretty well here. Um, I got two other quick Porter Moser cuts that I want to share with you. Uh, one of them, his opening statement to Tiro on the grit, and grinding out a win like the Sooners did over Cincinnati on Saturday. So gritty. Um, I mean, an absolute, so physical, hostile environment. And there was just, it was just so gritty. So many, so many big plays. Um, 
you know, back and forth to say mentally tough. Yeah. They kept on trying with the run, the crowd. Um, they're one of the top rebounding teams in the country. I think we out-rebounded them, I think. Um, someone just said we did, but maybe we did. By seven. Yeah, by seven. 41-34. That's two games in a row. We out I mean, just that's just grit and uh, on the rebounding. And um, just uh, so many guys made big plays. And uh, But that, to, to, in this environment, the physicality that Cincinnati played with, just to just come at you. And uh, really, really excited for the guys to, to find a way to, to, to win this one on the road. One more. Can I play one more cut? All right, so that was all the fun from Toby's post-game conversation. Uh, here was the opening thoughts about physicality again from uh, Porter's press conference. I mean, it, it, very, very hard because they're, they're as good as I saw them on the film. They are everything and more physicality. You know, and I know this is the first year in the Big 12. You'd think they've been in there forever, the physicality. Um, but we just, we just we try to be relentless and go after it. You try to box them out, but they, they keep coming. And it was just a pursuit. We're just trying to pursue. We, I know they got some, and they got a lot early. Um, but, um, you know, I, I, for our guys, we were just absolutely trying to do whatever we can do to go get two hands on the ball. You know, pursued it. Out, out to in rebounds on their three, and then try to, try to really get into the box out and then pursue it. So, um, you know, I, I know that since they had, uh, what they have? How many did they end up with? 12? Still a lot. Um, <laughs> but I thought, you know, we had 13. You know, for us, that, so we were, we felt that we were trying to go get some extra possessions too. We couldn't be so lopsided with them having more possessions. Okay, win, great win on the road. And again, final thought on this: we're gonna break. Josh is gonna check in from the uh, the Helmer do, uh, dorm. He don't live in a dorm. What am I saying? From the Helmer <laughs> household coming up here in just a He's bit. He's in a dorm right now. He's, He's got some questions. Right. He's, He's enjoying the weekend. Uh, any road win in this league is a good win. I, I mean, and you know, whenever Oklahoma goes to Oklahoma State on February 24th, as bad as OSU is, they're going to play their best game of the year. But for a team that, I mean, let's face it, TJ, in years past, you fall to one and two in conference play, you know, post-Buddy Hill, you don't really have kind of a, like a picking up of the chin and, and getting a couple of big wins, including one on the road like this against a good basketball team. I I mean, I thought it was a really, really good sign for this squad going forward. A very good sign. And we had a text this morning that said, well, now you've got to go and win four or five, to which Whoa. <laughs> Toby and I were like, if you go four, uh, four and one over your next five, like that's an unreal run in this conference. I mean, even when the schedule does ease up a little bit here coming up in the next couple of weeks, I get that, and I get what that text was probably thinking. But you go four and one – uh, you're putting yourself in a great position to win this conference and maybe be like a top two seed in the NCAA tournament if you're going on a four and run, one run at any point in this conference. It's just going to be hard to do for anyone. I don't think people realize just how incredible that would be. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean it's, it, yeah, I mean that's what I said. You're setting yourself up to win the conference and be a top seed in the in the tournament is what you're doing if you go at, at that stretch at any point in Big Twelve conference play. I like Rodney Terry, but you got Mr. Hypocrite coming up on Tuesday night, six o'clock. <laughs> How dare we don't jump around here at Texas when we win, unless we win, is what he probably should have said. So we'll get to that later on in the program. But let's get a Helmer welfare check when we come back. TJ's helping us out. Be safe out on the roads, everybody. If you don't have to get out, probably shouldn't. We'll do our best to keep you entertained right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. 
The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. All right, it's the uh, Plank Show. Uh, TJ is in for Josh, though Josh joins us right now on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line. Does it does it hurt more that the Chiefs are in the AFC Championship game and you can't get in to gloat about it? Is that what hurts most right now? <laughs> that's that's one of them. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. It just stinks. the The weather is is brutal. I uh, I can't give you a full roads report because I couldn't even get out of the apartment complex. Our apartment complex has a little bit of like slope here and there to it. Oh, and no. I tried, and uh, we were slipping and sliding. It just is just terrible. Hopefully, it melts off in the next little bit, and then uh, it won't be bad by night's end and into tomorrow. But it was a little treacherous this morning. What are you? Are you a believer in uh, the salt or the sand? Which one would you say is better at traction and getting you going? I need a manly oh. man conversation here. Which way do you go? Probably salt, right? Salt. Yeah. TJ, do you have a preference on that? Everyone always has like a, ba- a bag of the sand uh, around where they could do it. Yeah, I've got a bag of the uh, melting the salt melting yes. uh, stuff right right now Fancy. in the garage. So yeah, and put Fancy. some out on the uh, entryway here earlier this morning. So nice. yeah. see, that's a man's man, right? It's not me. It's Tommy Bacon stuff right there. All right, uh, listen. There is a great great topic that we need to get into at some point and it's near and dear to your heart because of the clicks she brings you did caitlin clark flop in the court storming and does something need to be done about court storming josh elmer probably something to some degree needs to be done right i mean obviously from a security standpoint it uh I think nationally it could be ramped up a little bit. I don't know that you have to – there were people making the calls yesterday. we got to get rid of court storming. This is the end of court storming. I'll believe that when I see it. Right. But probably I think we would agree collectively security could do a little bit better job of roping off the court, at least until the players and coaches are gone. Did Caitlin Clark flop? I, I, don't, I don't think so. I think, I think she was more shocked, right, in too. that moment. Than, than anything, and that would be, you know, really for both parties, the fan rushing out and, and for Caitlin Clark, that's a pretty alarming thing when you go full speed into somebody. I like how we now have the the slowed down, like almost drone angle where you have someone that's like, oh, look, she pushed her. No, it was like she ran into her. It was a natural reaction when you run into someone at full speed. Your arms kind of go out to protect you. She even said that the wind got knocked out of her. And if you thought that she was being dramatic and flopping or anything of that nature, because for some reason, Caitlin Clark makes people feel some sort of way. I don't, I don't know why it is. I love watching her. She's great for women's college basketball. But for some reason, there is this – I don't know what it is, Josh. There is like this pushback against her. And I don't know if it's because, you know, she got into a Dawn State. I don't know. But it's just – it seems to be kind of anti her with, with some things – she even, she could have made a big deal about it in her post game presser. She could have sat there and and basically politic to end court storming. This is ridiculous, and those Ohio State people are punks. She didn't. She's like, hey, I got the wind knocked out of me, and uh, her coach was more upset than she was about it. Yeah, I thought she took the high road on it and uh, was pretty mature 
about her response and saying, hey, it was a great atmosphere mm-hmm. at Ohio State. It was really, like, ultimately it was nobody's fault except for the situation's fault. So it, was it the fans' fault? Okay, if you want to say that court storming should never happen again. Was it Caitlin Clark's fault for trying to rush off the court and not being aware enough of a storming fan? Okay, maybe. But to me, it's just the situation itself. So I thought it was good that she had the response that she had because ultimately it was a great environment and ultimately it was a great day for women's college basketball. We just got to probably take a little bit closer look at what we can do nationally in terms of security. Just that little bit of cool down because if you watch the real-time video of it, Plank, from the the final horn handshaking Mm -hmm. to leave the court, I mean, all of this happens in about 35 seconds. Yeah, So if if you can just that minute and a half set it up to where the players and coaches can exit the court, then we don't have to worry about this. That's right. And I'll say this. I have been a – I've been a part – I was doing the math this morning. In the last three years – on the road, every team Oklahoma has lost to has stormed the field. So, And I, I guess you could say when they lost to Texas last season, there was a lot of people on the field. I, I don't want to – I don't know if they were necessarily – yeah, I think they did. I think Texas stormed the field. I think they did. So that would even be like a, a ninth. And every single time whenever I'm in those, I keep thinking to myself – somebody's really going to get hurt outside of the dopes that when they jump off the wall, they break their ankles or have a, have a compound fracture because they don't know how to land, right? Those types of things, which, which suck. But there is no fear of retribution from the people storming the field. I've told this story a lot. When we lost to TCU last year, I had a girl, a girl, a um, college student, had the boots on and the shorts and the, the, the TCU outfit. And as I'm walking, the radio guy, Josh, as I'm walking off the field in a roped-in area, she's racing alongside, F, mother F you, and you lame <laughs> loser, y'all suck, you're a piece of bleep. And I was thinking to myself, well, I'm the radio guy. I mean, what, what are you even doing right now? It's like, oh, and where do, you, where do you get off with this type of aggression and animosity? Right. Yeah, that's, it, uh, it sounds like a little bit of liquid courage. It's it's not about – this is what makes me mad about the current state of field storming and, and, and court storming. It has become less about celebrating with people and more about trying to get like a viral moment where, like the guys that were bugging Caleb Williams. Remember last year? That was BS, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Texas Tech fan, nothing ever came of that whenever he waylaid a Texas guy whenever he was coming off the field. And if that Texas kid had fired back and knocked the snot out of that dude, then he would be the one that would probably end up being in trouble. I don't know what you do. I don't want to see court for uh, and, and field storming go away, Josh. But something has to happen here to at least make it a little bit safer. At least. Yeah, I don't, I don't, know, how, I don't know how you curtail it outside of just removing it altogether and having legitimate uh, fines and, uh, you know, criminal consequences to going on to the field of play. I, right. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, I mean what do you, you can try and ramp up security a little bit, but, uh, I mean, if folks want to – if hive mind takes over and 2,000 people want to get on the floor or on the field, that's going to be tough to stop. So, I, I don't know. It, it did feel like yesterday was, as much as I, I sit here and tell you, I don't think this is the end of it, and I don't. 
it it did feel like one step closer in that direction, though, did it not? And if yeah. something bad had happened, if Caitlin Clark was seriously injured, can you imagine what the conversation would be like today? By the way, where was that girl storming the court from? Everyone had been out on the court for like 10 minutes. <laughs> I think she came from outside the arena. I like mean, She wasn't yeah. even at the game. <laughs> <laughs> Was she coming from the upper deck or something? He's like, all right, all right, I finally, like everyone had already been on the court for like 10 minutes, and then here she comes running on the court and collides with uh, Caitlin Clark. It was just weird overall. Uh, all right, Josh, congratulations. Your Chiefs are back in the AFC Championship again, like a home away from home, and it happens every single year. The Chiefs are inevitable. Patrick Mahomes is inevitable. Now, I don't know what's going to happen next week, but holy smokes, did they just rip the heart out of Buffalo fans yesterday. Yeah, I thought Mahomes was – he was Patrick Mahomes, right? He was uh, the Grim Reaper out there. He, he was really good. Travis Kelsey turned back the clock a little bit. Defensively, they, they, they really weren't good. Uh, second half, they made just enough plays, and then uh, they got the fortuitous miss on the, on the field goal kick. It was, it was a wild game. I, at no point were you comfortable if you were a Kansas City fan when Michael Hardman fumbles the football away and it's a touchback. But somehow, some way, right? They they find a way to get it done. And right now, Kansas City is they're they're Buffalo's kryptonite, right? Mm-hmm. This is the first franchise to bounce another franchise from the playoffs three times in a four year span. First team to do that since Green Bay did it to San Francisco from I believe ninety five to ninety seven. So it. Uh, it doesn't happen often like this to where you have two teams match up this frequently and it swings in one team's direction the way that it has for Kansas City, but that's the way this thing is gone. How about the Mecole Hardman stat line? One carry, negative one yard, two fumbles, one catch, two <laughs> yards. Beautiful. It's an Andy Reid special. Oh, my goodness. All right, and then I guess uh, since we're saying adios, uh, OU hoops, nice win. Good stuff. I think a very important win for Oklahoma and, and really just the totality of last week after losing at TCU, losing at Kansas to come back and get right with those pair of wins over West Virginia and Cincinnati. Now it sets up uh, what will be an important showdown with Texas. And you can think about, okay, the, the Big 12 race, getting back into that thing. Uh, with with Kansas right stumbling uh, again, so mm-hmm. with uh, with that happening and with Oklahoma having a good week, chance to get back into the Big Twelve race, but really the the seeding right. I think we're kind of at that point to where week to week, how many, how many wins can you stack up, and what does it do for the seeding with this team? Good stuff. All right, uh, stay safe. Who knows? Maybe there'll be a surprise appearance by Josh. When he can get around in the 11 o'clock hour, I don't think there will be. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll see you back in studio tomorrow. Okay. Plank, have a good one, man. See you, you buddy. TJ, thanks. I, I wouldn't imagine, though, like it's a day off for T, uh, for Josh the rest of the way. Well, I mean, I don't know. Do we have high school stuff tonight, or has that all been canceled? Uh, as of the last update from Norman Public Schools was yesterday evening, and after school events were still going on. I don't know if he had anything today, but uh, gotcha. um, that has not been canceled yet that I've seen. But they were supposed to still go with events tonight if you had them. But we'll see if that changes. Mm. And, of course, the uh, news at 7 this morning. University of Oklahoma campus closed. No virtual learning. Closed. Hour 1 of the Plank Show brought to you by Van Hoos Fence. Call them today, 405-735-1167. In fact, 
Log on to their website and learn how you can get 0% interest for 12 months to get a fence put on your property or repaired. VH Fence, they're the people to trust. 405-735-1167. The home of Sooner fans. Home for Sooner recruiting coverage. Home of your Sooner game day voices. Home of the best pre- and post-game coverage. Join the movement. Download the free KRF app now to listen anywhere, anytime. We are where diehard Sooner fans listen. Have you heard from uh, Parker Thune at all, TJ? I have not, but mm. if I know Parker Thune being one uh, from Nebraska, oh, he'll true. probably say, this is nothing. <laughs> but he does have a uh, couple of hours here to see how things straighten out. So uh, just uh, the only two in the building, me and Mike Steely right now. Oh, that. actually, Luann has made it in. Luann arrived Luann just did. a minute ago. Luann's so. a grinder, man. Yeah, She'll she be there. That's right. Uh, so I've got m- reflections and memories of Team 129. Coming up at the top of next hour, because I uh, on Saturday with TJ, with Toby being on the call at Cincinnati, they had their end-of-the-year banquet, so uh, I got to slide in, and anytime T-Row is out, I'm, I'm pretty lucky to get a chance to do these events, and it was awesome. It was just, it's really cool. And, it, and it's different because there were so many guys that couldn't make it because they're along the path of their NFL career, Right. But then in the same vein, there was three or four guys as seniors that were celebrating. And you kind of look, you're like, wait a minute. You're going to be back next year. And, in fact, Curtis Lofton, whenever he spoke, I thought it was awesome. He was great. He uh, he turned around and he looked at Woody. I ain't going to say anything about you because you'll be back next year. Dijon, I don't have to say anything about you. And then it would move on to the next guy. It was pretty cool. I want to share just some things that I learned over the weekend. But I will. I will add, we got ourselves a game. We got ourselves a moment this weekend that, unfortunately, for Buffalo Bills fans, is all too memorable. 44-yard attempt from the right hash. Snap by Ferguson, hold by Martin, kick by Bass is on the way. And it is no good. No good wide to the right. The kick is unsuccessful. Kansas City will next snap with a 34-yard first down. <laughs> Big time miss by Bassey. Struggled a week ago. And so now the Bills uh, get out to go out there on defense, and they only have two timeouts left in this one. They have got to make a stop. I got to tell you something. As, uh, after hearing the Buffalo call now, that's the second time I've heard it, TJ. I think he had accepted defeat before. <laughs> he, he knew it was happening. He, he goes, ah. Yeah. That's just scripts Here right he comes. there. All right. Kicks it right. Great. You never, ever get the official saying, the kick is no good. That's how lost for words. They knew. <laughs> they saw it coming. Let's talk transfer portal and some OU football notes next right here on The Ref.